coming up in this week's episode. See, I like walking in the rain. Is that a really weird thing? Or do you get that as well? It's so calming. Welcome back to The Student Show, the podcast for students, by students. I'm your host Holly and today I'm joined by Stacey Flynn, a second year screen production student, student counsellor and school rep. Stacey, do you want to introduce yourself to everyone? Hi, my name is Stacey Flynn. I'm 20 years old and I'm in my second year of studying screen production. Um, in my two years of studying in Ulster University, I've been course rep, school rep, school counsellor, uh, chairperson and founder of Belfast UU Dramatic Society, treasurer of the Bacon Society. What is it that made you want to become a rep, Stacey? Well, honestly, whenever I started in Ulster, I had no idea what a rep was. I didn't even know there was reps until our course directors started saying, oh, we need a course rep and kept on asking everyone and no one wanted to do it. But if you know me, I love volunteering for everything that I can. <laughs> I just love filling my free time with that sort of stuff. So... I was like, yeah, sure, I may as well. It'll be an experience. And then when I applied, I automatically got it because no one else applied. So that was an easy win. And <laughs> then whenever we went to the conference then in Coleraine, uh-huh. I didn't know there was faculty reps, school reps, counsellors, anything like that there until we met the likes of Nicole and Shauna at the conference in Coleraine. And we got to meet loads of people who had applied for these roles, those people who had these roles. And... I don't know, talking to them sort of made me want to apply for something bigger then. So then I applied for school rep. That's fantastic. It's it's great when you meet people and then they can inspire you to take on different roles. But I mean, you need to tell me a bit more about this, Beck. And are you like the next Mary Berry of Ulster University? <laughs> Honestly, I just saw that some girls needed some extra people for the Bacon Society. So it's like, mm-hmm. it sounds like it's nothing that has been done in Ulster. So it's like, I may as well... <laughs> be whatever they need me to be so I was like if you need a hand I'm here mm-hmm. and then I ended up deferring uni for two weeks there so they don't actually know that I'm back in uni yet so <laughs> they don't know that I'm still there for the position because I stepped so you've just escaped for now <laughs> I just escaped from everything for two weeks <laughs> oh that's brilliant um so obviously as many of you will know from last week we have a new segment which is the two trips one lie where my co-host will think of two truths and one lie about their time at Ulster University or um, relating to the topic of that we're discussing this week. Um, so Stacey, since you've already got time to think of yours, do you, want, do, you, do you want to tell me them and I'll try and guess what one is the lie? Yes, so um, originally I applied for the wrong school rep role and I won. Um, but after meeting with the head of department, I then got switched to the right role. Um, on my first day of university, I was so hungover that uh, whilst waiting for my course director, I felt like I was going to be sick. I didn't know my way around the uni, so of course, mm-hmm. not knowing who my course director was, I ran straight over to my course director, pale in the face, asked where the bathroom was. Then when I came back, I was locked out of my class and was late, even though I turned up half an hour early. And like most students, I've fallen asleep during the majority of my classes. Oh, so which one's lie? <laughs> you have me here. I'm thinking, as I learned from last week, it's the one that you don't think it is, the one that seems more normal. 
because bizarre things happen to everyone. So I'm starting to think it's the last one that you fell asleep because I'm starting to think the rest has probably happened just at your like misfortune. Um, <laughs> so I'm thinking it's the last one. I'm, I'm locking in the last one. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. It actually was the last one. <laughs> the other two did happen. <laughs> no, my goodness. I started off last week with not guessing the right one. And I've, you know, I've got my reputation back. <laughs> um I mean I could just totally imagine being on your first day and especially when you know you're there early and you are prepared and all like what could go wrong you're there early you know everybody tells you if you're there early you know you're prepared if something goes wrong you have time to sort it out but oh my goodness I feel so hard for you (laughs) <laughs> and I still didn't at that point I didn't know that was my course director then I ran back to the class and I was like oh god this guy's the, ra- <laughs> the one I ran into a few minutes ago <laughs> but it was horrible could be worse and he did probably <laughs> oh my goodness oh dear well so as we know the topic today is all about representation and I think we should begin with mentioning the student officer and faculty repositions um, I mean, you talked about yourself being a school rep, Stacey, um, and recently as reps, uh, we have introduced the Uni2 platform. Can you tell us about a bit about it from your point of view? Because obviously I know it's an anonymous platform um, where you can sit and submit your like praises or concerns and this can be seen by other um, reps and is it right to say that other people can almost like vote for it so they can like raise more like agreement for this issue? Um, I think so. See the thing is we were introduced to it months ago but I don't think it's properly been explained what it is. We've been getting emails. I think there's a few courses and a few school reps and things that got the trial run but I wasn't one of those ones. But I know a few people are sceptical about it. Like, I know a few of the lecturers aren't very happy about it either because it's an anonymous place where people can post anything and it won't be traced back to them. You know, it's mm-hmm. kind of like Ask FM or something like that there, but for university. So I don't know, to be honest, what it's going to turn out like. Yeah, well, as you said, I mean, we asked on Instagram, has anyone heard of it yet? Because I only recently found out, like, last week, and 65% of people were saying they haven't. So, obviously, it is fairly new, mm-hmm. and we can totally understand people's concerns with it. But then, at the same time, it depends how well it's taken. You know, if people take it maturely, it can be a fantastic platform that people kind of, like, you know, submit their concerns or praises or whatever it may be um, about certain topics anonymously so they don't feel that pressure um as well we have to mention the student officer and faculty repositions which are coming up um i think the nominations are between the 25th and of january to the 14th of february and um, the campaigning starts in the 5th of march and then football begins on the 22nd to the 24th of march so if you're thinking about you know obviously taking on a position as a student officer or a faculty rep um, I mean, you can get in touch with people, obviously, they can get in touch with you, Stacey, about what it's like being a rep and, mm-hmm. you know, the student team there um, can give you information on that. But there is, if you are looking to see who your reps are, you can actually find out on the UUSU website 
on their voice. So that's obviously really useful and like informative for you that if you have any um queries or you have any concerns or anything, you can obviously access um and see who your rep is. Obviously, as a student counsellor, Stacey, can I come to you with like an idea for a um an issue and then if you support it, can it be brought to the council or Yeah, well if you go on the USU website you can get in touch with any of us directly if you go to voice you can go on to the all of the different councillors and you can click on mm-hmm. our name and it brings you directly to message us um i know one of the girls earlier on uh letty ann she's a mature student councillor uh she's in charge of all the mature students and trying to get their voice heard basically she and the student councillor for people with caring responsibilities are trying to put something across to try and help those sorts of students so say they have you know their children at home during lockdown and they have to mm-hmm. support them childcare wise you know it's harder for them to do their studies and you know financially it'll be even harder for them so they're trying to put across the point that there's very little consideration has been given to these sorts of students and they're trying to look at all aspects letty Ann said they're looking at financial child care exams time to study coursework health and well-being and sorts of things to help those sorts of students um mm-hmm. I was thinking myself even for the likes of practical students. My course is a 70% practical course. We've done little to no practical work this year and we're paying loads of money for it. And Mm -hmm. I know there's so many courses like ours that are struggling. So I was going to campaign, try and get some sort of campaign across, try and help those students because it just, it isn't fair on their mental health at the minute because basically my course is film and TV and um, we can't do anything in regards to our show reels at the minute really you know if we're in lockdown for mm-hmm. months on end we can't do much and the same with the likes of drama and music and things like that there so if anyone does have any concerns around anything they can come to us and we can try and sort something out you know um if anything's brought to us all we have to do is bring it to our next council meeting and we have to get one other person to second our campaign and mm-hmm then I think we have to get 50 people to agree to it or something like that, something along those lines. And then we can get that campaign across the wider end of the university and bring it to the higher, (laughs) the ones above us. So, Yeah, I think it's just, especially as you mentioned there, about the students who have these practical courses like yourself. Um, I mean, my course is... There is a practical aspect to it, but it doesn't completely rely on the practical aspect because obviously journalism can be written journalism. Um, our only side effect, our only side effect, our only <laughs> module that was um, kind of practical based was our last one, which was audio journalism. Um, but that was a struggle in itself, trying to, you know, speak to people and go into businesses and trying to you know contact businesses that were comfortable right now to speak to you and to invite you like, into their um business to you know, interview them and record sounds and all that there um that was tough enough um never mind having your whole course relying solely on you know practical work i mean i could imagine how difficult that is right now and as you said it's causing so many it's causing people to have, you know, worry more and it is affecting their mental health. So I think it's really great that people can bring these issues to people like yourself and 
have them support it and have them raised and know there's going to be something done about it. So now we've talked all about how you can represent others within the university, I think we need to discuss a bit more how about we represent ourselves better and how we take care of ourselves essentially better so that we're represented in our best way. I mean, I'm going to start this off with just, you know, self-care here because I am actually the queen of self-care. Um, even though I let it go, I'm one of the people that can let it go for like a week and then I just like crash and hit this wall and like the whole evening spent of just me. <laughs> Do you find yourself in the same situation or would you be like every single day, you know, take an hour to yourself? See, I kind of, I like keep myself busy. So most of the time I don't get a moment to like, you know, Mm -hmm. self-care, for self-care. There would be moments where I would be working nonstop and then I'd have a few days, maybe on a Sunday. Sunday would be one of my days off and it'd be the best day ever. So I'll just... I'll shower and I'll just go to sleep near enough the whole day and just relax and listen to my musicals mm-hmm. and stuff like that there. You know, the days where you don't have to wear makeup, the days where you can just lounge about and sit in your tracky bottoms and not have to worry about looking good. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I feel like I'm on the same sort of page. Like all week I try to keep myself being productive because I feel guilty if I'm not productive yeah um which I think is another aspect to you know represent yourself better is that you try not I'm the worst person for it of beating myself up when I'm not productive um like I will I'm that sort of person that sets on these unrealistic goals for each day and then if I don't achieve them I'm suddenly annoyed with myself (laughs) even though it was never going to happen anyway but um, I seem to keep myself running like all week and then it just comes to one day of the week and I just absolutely crash. And yeah. it's, it's not, it works for different people, I guess. I suppose each people, like I think about it, if I can have a whole day to myself, I mean, that's great. Or other people just run seven days a week, but they have like an hour a day to themselves. Um, it's whatever works for you. Like I, I get my nails, well, I get my nails done. I was getting my nails done monthly. Um, but obviously, um, Corona had other plans for that, but that was just like an hour every month that I could at least go and get my nails done. And that was great. Um, that's just something I like doing. I know people do it in different ways, um, to take care of themselves. See, that's, I started getting my hair done. Like Mm -hmm. I was only intended to get it done once ever in my life. I never intended to dye my hair until last year. I just had a meltdown. I was like, you know what? I'll dye it. And then Mm -hmm. after I got it dyed, I was told to wait six months or something and then it got to the seventh month and I think I've got it dyed three times since just because <laughs> it's so nice getting your hair done. <laughs> uh-huh. Like it's just a nice feeling after you get it done. You're sitting there and your hair feels so soft and straight and you're like, why can't it stay like this? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Rather than paying why? about 90 quid to go get your hair done. <laughs> <laughs> it's 90 pound well spent and as you say, it always starts off with, you know, I remember starting to get, I've been getting my nails done like monthly for like four years now. And it's kind of scary to think it's been like four years, but it started off with, you know, I'll just go get it done this month and this once. And then I was like, mm, I kind of like my nails done. And I'm always a last minute person. So I'm always rushing out the door. So at least when I know I'm going somewhere and my nails is done, that's one less thing for me to do. <laughs> I don't have to paint my nails. Um, that's just something that I do. I mean, other people were just saying, you know, like yourself, they like listen to music, um, go a walk, staying active. That's one thing I like doing. I've actually started doing it more in the start of last year, like the lockdown, is trying to go out and exercise more. And it's actually helped so much. 
Yeah. See, I like walking in the rain. Is that a really weird thing? Or do you get that as well? It's so calming. It's so relaxing. I found someone like me. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I mean, not torrential rain. I've been stuck on that a few times. But I know what you mean. Just, it's very peaceful. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know, it's so relaxing. If it's if it's like nice and slow rain and mm-hmm. not too wet. Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know. Like anytime I'd be stressed out and I'd see it's raining outside, I'll go for a walk. And it's it's such a weird thing. Like it sounds like I'm such a weirdo. <laughs> like someone who would go and stand in the shower in all their clothes. Like <laughs> it's so relaxing. Oh my goodness. Um, well, I wouldn't necessarily choose to go outside when it's raining. I wouldn't like look out my window. I have to say you're on your own with that one. But when I am outside, and especially if I'm out running and it's like, I'm really warm like just a little bit of rain's nice you know yeah (laughs) it's refreshing so it is oh my goodness that's so weird how we both like that (laughs) I mean even online shopping is a huge thing to even buy clothes that make yourself you know feel better when especially when you're on the zoom calls I mean now you're just you're buying like a different kind of clothes it's like more casual clothes you're buying now Mm. for zoom calls big fluffy jumpers Mm-hmm. big massive fluffy stuff like that's all you need <laughs> I know out with like the jeans and the t-shirts and everything else it's more just like now you know like hoodies and still keeping with the pajama bottoms on the bottom half <laughs> it's so crazy how we'd never think this would literally be us right now I know it's mad it's mad it's almost been a year mm-hmm. that we're literally getting joy out of going outside and standing in the rain whilst walking. I mean, uh, what has it come to? (laughs) I mean, other people are saying that they said they have learnt to cook, which is something that I should probably do, but mm, maybe not this year. We'll leave it until I actually have to move out and fend for myself. Um, What else were people saying? Oh, someone, this is one that I find really, really cool idea. Like, I find this quite positive I find that you know this person obviously has their has their life together basically um they said I keep a notebook beside my bed which holds positive affirmations and gratitude lists well that's very nice one of my flatmates started putting all those around our flat and started like this girl was from Spain and she had put all mm-hmm. these positive affirmations on our fridge and on our cupboards and everything we walked in one day and it was just all these nice positive wee things I, I would know, never I even that. think to read up on that sort of stuff no I didn't even know I. they existed <laughs> neither did I honestly but I just I just love people like that it's like I wish <laughs> I was such a negative Nelly which is the whole main part of why I drag myself down sometimes but um did this is something that maybe you should start like I should start thinking about doing yeah because <laughs> almost brings you that sort of peace of mind that sort of um comfort and uplift uplift yourself I guess um other people were saying that um they've actually learned a new lots of new skills um I haven't learned a lot of new skills have you learned a lot of new skills recently Stacey I don't think I've learned any new skills recently (laughs) (laughs) I mean you've got like everything going on at the minute so I mean if I could learn to bake I'll join you. <laughs> I just need to learn how to pick. I mean, I made a cornflake buns. You know, like chocolate cornflake buns. Yeah. At Christmas, and my mom was like, "No." Oh, I was gonna say, but sure, that's all you need. But I mean, 
I I couldn't even do it. I make I, I make good wheaten bread, but so oh, you know, maybe that's my make is an apple crumble. Apple crumble is just <sighs> the easiest thing to make. Unpopular opinion, come on! But I hate apple crumble, apple pie. You see apples that are like I don't know what to call it, like stewed. Ooh. <laughs> Oh, so I think gross. this call has to end now. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst texture, so it is. Um, oh, I love it. Oh, really? Oh, no, I don't. If everybody else doesn't like it, I mean, feel free to, you know, comment down in the comment section. This is up on Instagram, you know, because I feel like I'm the only one at this stage. So to move on from that, obviously, in today's society, the media plays a huge role in our lives, especially currently with the reputation of students that it creates um so we asked on instagram if students think they are fairly represented in the media and 80 percent of students said no um what do you think Stacey? what would your answer to the question be would you think you are or you're not i don't think so um mm-hmm. i asked her on my instagram as well and mm-hmm. everyone bar one person said no um i don't know i feel like even during the pandemic at the start of it students got so much stick for partying mm-hmm. and things like that there. But that's only a select amount of students that were partying at the start of it all. And also, you know, students are paying so much for their education at the minute, not really getting any... Well, they're getting something out of it, but not what they're paying for, you know. And then there's the ones who are, like myself, in accommodation, and we're paying... I know in mine, we're paying 5000 and upwards a year to live there. And I've had two three four about six or seven practical classes this year so I'd have Mm -hmm. no need to actually be staying in that accommodation you know but as far as we were told when we were applying for accommodation we needed to live up because we would have practical classes and all this here you know but in the media I don't know it feels like no one's really supporting the students that much when they really should be supported right now Mm -hmm. it's just a horrible it is a horrible situation. I totally agree with yeah. you. Um, I feel like, as you said, it's a small like minority and that just because there's a small select amount of people that is out at house parties and getting that media attention, I mean, you can't really... What's the saying? Paint is all with the same brush or something? Um, I don't think that's the saying. Um, I'm not very good with sayings, as you've probably learned from this <laughs> podcast. Um, but yeah, you can't just like say we're all... Because, I mean, I haven't... I've hardly left my house since last March and I certainly haven't seen my uni friends at all unless we've been in, in on campus, you know, in a class. But, like, I haven't seen anyone and it's just, it almost angers me, like, reading it and then everyone's just so quick to judge and especially when we're paying these, you know, fees that are just unbelievable. And you would even, whenever people campaign about these fees, there are people commenting on underneath saying oh but sure it's like the open university and sure you are adults you should be expecting to pay this and all this here but you know we're adults yeah fair enough but that isn't what we signed up for you know for mm-hmm. my course we signed up for 70% practical it's not the university's fault that we can't get the 70% practical at the moment mm-hmm. but it also isn't ours so why are we paying so much money for something we're not getting you know mm-hmm. oh I know it's even uh, just like we're essentially, I guess yourself, yes, you said there, like you, my course, I pay 
what that four and a half grand a year but essentially we are allowed to go and use the radio studio the tv studio and get all that you know experience that helps us learn skills and helps us learn how to deal with the field that we're going to go into and we can't do any of that so realistically we're just all learning from textbooks at the minute and then when we're given these jobs we're just going to be thrown in at the deep end and exactly. I don't think even people realise that. Oh, oh, sorry, ahead. but even in our industries, yours as well, the journalism industry, mm-hmm. like you need practice in the industry before you even go into it. Like if you apply for a job in journalism or stuff, you're going to need to have something on your CV that says that you had placement or you had some sort of experience in it as well. The same with my course, but mm-hmm. we're not given the opportunity to do that with our university courses at the minute. You know, like next year's the last year of my course. It was supposed to be a placement year for us, but now it's been cancelled because we've been told there's no chance he's getting placement. You know, there's no chance of us building proper showreels or anything for the work that we've done in uni because we can't get out and about and film and things like that there. It's just... It's mad. It's just, <laughs> I know, and when we think about it, when it comes to it and we're, you know in applying for a workplace and the employer is the employer seriously going to turn around and be like oh no sorry you were in a pandemic they're not they're going to look at us and look at the student who's had placement experience and choose that other student over us they're not going to take into consideration and that's causing like that's causing me to worry about you know the future and you know even with that you take into consideration the fact that all these retailers are shutting down your hospitality's literally falling down around us and these their jobs are gone so if we don't have jobs in our industry we're, we're we rely on other jobs around us to you know, help us provide for us financially until we can get ourselves a job that we've trained to do okay. and they're not going to be available and that's just already causing so many concerns but as you said earlier you know about people coming and saying you know you knew when you signed up for this like no we didn't like i Obviously, we're both second year students and we signed up when January 2019 is when we like accepted our UCAS things and we started in September 2019. Um, coronavirus didn't exist then, so no, we, we didn't sign up for this. Exactly. Um, and at the same time, the people comment on it, I just, it annoys me, but at the same time, if they were to walk in to, you know, get their groceries out of Tesco and someone was to lift half their groceries away and be like, you know what, you're not getting that, but you're going to have to still pay the full £100 for them, they would complain too. So why are we being represented in the media as, you know, we're just making making us look like we just want the party when that is literally the least of our concerns right now. (laughs) But in good news, um, at least our student nurses are getting some recognition. Yes. With the £2,000, I mean, that there is fantastic. It's so well-deserved um, that they've been recognised by the government to get this money. It's sad that it took so long to get it, though, considering mm-hmm. we've been working for how long now, you know? I know. And it's, it is, as you said, it is, it's sad. It's upsetting, really, because if they were to go out there and they were to get a new hourly wage, like any other nurse they would be, you know, they would have that paid by now. It wouldn't have mm-hmm. took until January when they've been working maybe on the front line since March last year. They would have took... more than £2,000 if they had have been paid from the start. They would have way I was that. thinking that too. <laughs> if they were being even paid like, you know, £5 an hour, they would have definitely racked up more than £2,000 by now. Exactly. Um, 
But, I mean, when you start to think about it, all the money going back to the Treasury, I mean, that 300 million going back, and our student nurses, it just, it angers me. (laughs) Well, speaking about our student health professionals, I spoke to the VP for the McGee campus, Ryan Harling, about the Support Student Health Heroes campaign. Hello, yeah, I'd be happy to talk a bit about the Support Student Health Heroes campaign. So last week, you might have seen that the health minister announced a £2,000 special recognition payment to the students on placement in some of the sectors most affected by the pandemic, such as health and social care. And this is so hugely deserved by these students and such a huge win for the student movement. It's something that myself, as part of the USU team, uh, Queen's University Students Union and NUSUSI have been working on since around October, November. And... um, we just recently put it under the Support Student Health Heroes banner, so we'll be seeing more of it as we work to resolve the long-term issues that affect these students instead of just the short ones. And also since um, the announcement on Wednesday, plenty of students have rightfully come forward um, who have been putting themselves at risk and working on placement in health and social care settings but weren't recognised in the payment. And um, we raised that at the all-party group with politicians on Friday just gone by, so we plan to work to resolve um, some of your concerns as soon as possible. And um, hopefully that helps as a brief overview of the Support Student Health Heroes campaign. And um, let me know if you have any questions um, by email or message at UUSU, no, sorry, vp.mcgee at uusu.org. And um, enjoy the rest of the podcast. Bye. Like even in, I know there's tons of care homes, like I would work in a care home there'd be loads mm-hmm. of people in university who'd be working in care homes. Then in hospitality as well, like most of the students are even losing their jobs at the minute. You know, one of my friends worked in the cinema. They weren't even mm-hmm. getting furlough. Whenever they were off, they were just told they'd been temporarily let off in the cinema until they reopen. You know, so they're not even getting paid, even though mm-hmm. they've spent how long working in that place, you know? I know. Like, it's... I- it's just not appreciated I, whatsoever. No, it's not. And it doesn't help when the media tries to you know, portray you in a totally different light. Okay. And I mean, I'm just lucky that I have been furloughed and I I know I'm lucky to be in that position that I was. I'm very thankful that I was. Um, but I could only begin to like imagine how hard it is, especially when you know, you're saying about the fees for the accommodation you're paying. Um, yeah. I'm staying at home, so I mean I've been very lucky. <laughs> I think throughout this, without having to pay for accommodation, and that I still have my job. I mean, hopefully, I was still well when the hospitality starts up again. Um, but at least I've had that furlough to support me, even when I haven't been working. Yeah. But I think even as well as that, just when we're like talking about you know students working in hospitality and retail and all, like the PPE. It's sometimes not even there for them. Um, and I think sometimes it was, I think it was sort of misleading at the start of it when everyone, the government was saying, you know, like the younger generation really isn't affected by this. And, you know, if they get the virus, they won't be, you know, they won't have the same difficulties as someone who's older. Mm-hmm. And then we're just put into shops and retail and we haven't got the PPE and it's just like, oh, you're fine because you're young. Yeah. I mean, it's not it's not just me. It's like my family at home and um, everyone else I have to worry about around me. And it's not even just that. Like, young people have health problems too. 
mm-hmm. you know, other young people might have something wrong with them that they don't know is wrong with them, and then they catch the virus, and God forbid, you know, it'll affect them worse than it'll affect, say, a 70-year-old who's quite healthy mm-hmm. for their age, you know. Yeah, exactly. And um, it's just, I think it's just personally just a whole build up of, you know, media reports and comments and people don't seem to really, they're not really interested to actually speak to us to hear what like our actual real concerns are. They just want to assume, you know, um, that, you know, just because we're students and that's all we want to do is party. When we could essentially look at, you know, the older generation say, well, you know, just because you're older, all you want to do is sit at home. Yeah. And then they, they could turn around and say, no, we actually like going out and meeting my friends and having tea and coffee and going playing golf. Yeah, it's exactly. just so frustrating, isn't it? Um, it's so hypocritical. Mm-hmm. Like if we were to turn around and post all these accusations against them, they wouldn't be happy. So why are they allowed to do it against all of us? They're putting us all in one bracket. So now you've heard all about our experiences, um, let's discuss some of your experiences and stories from your time as a student. Um, I'll start with the first one. So someone sent in that when helping at Welcome Week, when the v- VP stopped speaking, I clapped, but I was the only one clapping. Oh, I would, I'm a collective clapper, if you know what I mean. I'm hesitant when people start clapping. Like I wait a few seconds and then I clap. I do that as um, well. <laughs> So I've never put in this situation. Um, what was one you got? Um, so basically, I am going to talk about my own experience because none of my friends care enough to tell us their embarrassing stories. <laughs> <laughs> so um, when I was in Spoons last year, this would have been one of my last nights out before COVID. Mm-hmm. So when I was first year, I was broke every week. So when we went to Spoons, I never had to pay for any drinks. It was class. <laughs> you put the number up on your story and you get free drinks. Unreal. Um, so I love how it works like that. It's amazing. Oh, it's class. <laughs> you get like Trust 20 jokes into your table. <laughs> but um, in my last night out then, I had loads sent to me and I felt fine when I was sitting down. Then before we left, I said to one of my friends, oh, I need to go to the bathroom before we go. Soon mm-hmm. as I stood up, projectile vomited all over spoons before I even got to the bathroom. Scundered to go back afterwards. But then I turned round and my friend was gone. She ran away and left me whenever I was sick all over the place. And then I said it to my friend. Then when I got home, I was like, what happened? Where did she disappear to? And he was like, oh, she said you booked all over her, but she was standing behind me, so I didn't. Mm-hmm. But... She ran out on me. <laughs> oh my god! Boomed everywhere. So, yeah, that's probably the worst experience I've had in spoons. <laughs> I mean, it's totally understandable. Um, I mean, you had all them free drinks. I've been, it'd been rude if you didn't drink the free drinks, exactly. Stacey. <laughs> I was doing my You'd friends done... a favour. <laughs> yes, you were. You were taking them off for the team, and you shouldn't <laughs> knock yourself down for that. <laughs> <laughs> okay someone else said um so I asked a friend to wait for me while I went out, while I went to pee but I forgot about him I went home and it wasn't until he called me later and asked where I was no asked sorry and asked why I was in the toilet for so long when I was in bed at home <laughs> that's so easily done though. <laughs> I can see a lot of people doing that I mean I think when I'm out I'm sort of like a clingy person like I'm like 
almost like mother hen. <laughs> you know, I feel like you need to have the group together. But I know especially some people just, I mean, obviously, I think this was a girl had sent this in. So she obviously she had not, obviously he was standing outside the toilet and she just walked off. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Why'd she not notice him when she walked out I to know. go home? <laughs> Whoever said this is, I'm starting to have a funny feeling you've done this on purpose. You know, you've just walked past him and hope he didn't see or you. Or she's just very drunk. And that could be it too. And especially when you can imagine yourself being in a situation and you just have a little mind of your own. And yeah. you can imagine how she's starting to think, like, I can just go home right now, you know, go to my bed. <laughs> okay, so that's all from us this week. Thank you for joining me, Stacey. It was fantastic hearing about all your experience. Thank you. So I cannot mention our new official Instagram page, which is the student show underscore, where you can get involved with each episode and see behind the scenes footage. Next week, we'll be discussing all about Valentine's and on our Instagram page, we'll be posting polls and questions for you to get involved. And just a quick reminder to get involved with the Available Societies at UUSU and, you know, not to mention the fact that people like Stacey, who are your reps, can take you know care of all your concerns or issues or praises or whatever it may be um so i'll see you all then next week and in the meantime take care bye